Hello and welcome to Clips of the Good Fight Tattoo Podcast. If you've never listened before, this is conversations I have with people whilst I'm tattooing them. This is just segments of those conversations. So if you enjoy this, if you're tantalised into wanting to listen to the whole episode, I'll put links in the description. In the meantime, hope you enjoy this. It became really obvious towards the end. Like, so I had problems for a long time. I was medicated when I was a kid um, with like a bunch of different types of things. That um, when you say you medicating, what do you mean by that? Do you mean like you had like stuff that was going on in your own head? Your yeah, own issues yeah, and I had like psychotic issues or whatever, and like manic depression and these sort of anxiety things, um, which stemmed from just who I was as a person. Like, it was something that was just part of me for a long time. Um, and then got triggered by something as well. Yeah, and then I, I went to like counselling at school because my mum was obviously like, this is probably a bit not all right after that. Um, and right. they told me to sort of take all those emotions and feelings and put it in an imaginary box, put that box up on a shelf in, in, my, in my mind, try and forget about it. That doesn't sound like good counselling. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's not a healthy thing to tell a kid, yeah. Um, it's and masking the issues, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and that's how easily sort of I slipped into the other side of things and started self-medicating when I got off that. So you got off the uh, prescription medication? Yeah. Did you I get off yourself? Yeah, yeah. What was it that made you want to get off? Um, I felt horrible. You just felt like uh, you, you, uh, you were a bit of a drone, you didn't... So yeah. Was it one of those things, like, common thing that I've... Because I never... When I had issues with things like that, I never got uh, medicated. I, I just went straight to because I'm glad that at the time I was straight edge. Mm. So I was just like, when no they way. said the, their initial thing is they went, right, we can prescribe you drugs. And I went, no way, fuck no, not a chance. What else you got? No, I wish I was in that boat because, yeah, at, at quite a young, impressionable age, I was willing to do anything to stop thinking in this way. So what um, it seems is like, from most people who I know who've taken it, and if this is your experience, uh, you know, say, because it seems like most people, what it does is it masks all stuff. So you don't feel high, you don't feel low, you just feel at this constant equal, plateau. Yeah. No, that's exactly how you feel. That's a great way of describing it. Um, and yeah, as soon as those were gone, I was just drinking and smoking that was left, and I, I just, yeah, carried on self-medicating with harder ish until, you know, eventually I just... Was there a point in time when you stopped on the prescription medication that you didn't do any self-medicating at all and the stuff from before came back? And is that why you started self-medicating? Or was yeah, it just straight yeah. away, you just substituted one for the other? It never really sort of left, you know. Um, I had sort of terrible issues with coping on my own with just everything, um, or just anything even. Yeah. And uh, yeah, as soon as that had, that had sort of left my system, I was then incredibly anxious all the time. So, so going back into what you were saying, so you, you say you got to about 14, 15 and you started self-medicating. Yeah. Um, so if you don't mind me asking, what did you start medicating with? <laughs> See, this is my problem. I was in an area that had a lot of acid and methadone around. Like meow meow. Oh god. Um, yes. That was such a weird, fashionable thing. From it's a, such like a strange combination of drugs, man. Like, because like, acid wasn't that fashionable. Um, it still isn't. Like, it's something that's coming back a bit now. Psychedelics. That, but like, I did acid once. Worst thing I've ever done. <laughs> but worst, like, worst thing. like meow meow. I don't understand. Like, why was that ever? Like, it made you smell like cats. It, <laughs> it, like, it felt like a horrible version of man, like cheap Mandy. 
Like, why wouldn't you just just get some Mandy? But you know, because it was cheap. How regular are we talking that you'd be doing methadrone and, and acid and, and things um, like that? Are we talking I would, like I would be like weekday acid, weekend at methadrone. Right. Okay. So you, most of the week then. Yeah, that was high most of the week. But I used to microdose the acid. I used to like cut up the um, cut up the tabs into four and then just do like a quarter per sort of quarter of the day. Yeah. Basically. Um, which for me, it actually really helped my focus. Like a little bit of psychedelics, like mushrooms as well, um, really can channel in certain amounts of focus yep. to a point, you know, and the minute you overdo it. And I think it depends on the person as well. So for some people, mm. the, I mean, I've done hallucinogenics and they offered me up. Yeah. Um, I did it and I didn't want to. I got spiked. I did it. I think then. I remember us having this conversation a while ago, actually. Yeah. And it fucked me up. Um, yeah. Yeah, because you didn't, your mate just put it in your drink, didn't they? Yeah. That's horrible. So, was there something self destructive in this? Oh, in, massively. In you wanting to do oh, it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I've, you know, I've been trying to sort of end it all for a while by then. Right. Um, so, so, this, you know, still all stems from that, that experience when you were 11. Yeah, and, and yeah. That has made you sort of because you thought about it so much and you spent so much time. Yeah, it's with just that been in your head. Part of my life, you know. It's it just then got to a point where you were thinking of doing that yourself. Yeah, yeah, massively. Um, which was, you know, it was strange for someone like I didn't have an amazing childhood, but it was perfectly comfortable. Like it was fine. Like yeah. it wasn't like abnormal. Um, and I felt this sort of giant conflict in myself that I shouldn't be feeling like I don't deserve to feel like this. I thought that I was um, such a disappointment for so many years because of it, like, that I couldn't even bring myself. That's why I had to tell him recently because, like, I'm an adult. Like, I'm not going to be embarrassed about the actions I made when I was younger. Like, I, it's, it's just part of what's made me who I am. I went down to Cornwall, there's a bunch of smuggling and people coming in and off of boats. Um, and yeah, I was still partying loads, just got out of school, so I was like, gonna absolutely kill it that year, you know? Uh, started drinking all the time, got really into coke, because it was cheap, you know? Grand for 40 quid, that's ridiculous. Cheap in this country, not in other countries. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so yeah, I ended up just doing loads and loads of cocaine that year. I didn't really do too much acid. It wasn't a big thing down there. Maybe like once that year. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. So would you say cocaine ended up being your drug of choice? Yeah, for about a year. Cocaine and smoking loads of weed, drinking all the time, bit of Xanax here and there, just anything that's about really. You know, when you're yeah. in that mindset, anything that's put in front of you, you probably do it. Like I tried Ket for the first time in that year. I tried this thing called Trippy Ket, which is Ket and PCP spliced together. Horrible grey powder. Now, man. Like, um, yeah, that was really gnarly. You literally stuff. didn't give a fuck, did you? You were doing no. whatever. Like, I, I, because that's uh, like, pretty hard. Yeah, that's like I tried, I tried Ket for the first time because my friend was like doing it every single day, yeah. and he racked up like almost a gram in a line, and I didn't know anything about it at the time, and I was like, mate, you can't have that. That's way too much, and so I was like, split it in half, and I'll do the other half. You know. And, and that's that, what. That's how you end up trying Ket. That's how I ended up trying Ket. So do you think this is somewhat, to sort of sidetrack a little bit, do you think this is somewhat a generational societal thing? Because what I see nowadays with a lot of younger generations, because, you know, 
to to be totally honest about it, you're quite a lot younger than me, right? Yeah, yeah. So how old are you? 21. 21, right. So it seems that there's a real thing with a younger generation now, especially with the music that people listen to and, and the way everything's talked about. It seems to be a lot of talk about depression mm. and a lot of talk about doing drugs. Yeah. Um, um, I do think, you think it's a real sign of the time, man, yeah. Do you, think, do, you think it's, do you think it's art imitating life or life imitating art? Well, that's a good question. Um, it's probably a bit of both because I, I, I see this sort of current trend of mental health as something that's been really brought around by the constant comparison of yourself to others through the internet. From social media? Yeah, of course. Yep. Like, where, where else would it have been? Like, you know, I remember my dad always saying, like, yeah, I'm sure loads of people in my generation had depression, but they said it stiff up a little, they wouldn't talk about it, you know? Um, whereas everything is out in the open now. You can't, like, let these things go unnoticed, yep. almost. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's, there's a lot of uh, me too's, which is a bit kind of gnarly because I would give anything to not have these problems. Like I would, oh man, if, if I could live a sort of nice peaceful life without it, that would be beautiful. Like that would be really great. And so it's, it's something that still you struggle with. Yeah, it's now. a daily, like it's yeah, every single day. Because you're clean now, right? Yeah, well, I only smoke weed really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, you know, that's probably six, almost seven years of my sort of teenage adult life was high every day. So one of the things that I do wonder about is like how much things like music and the sort of, those sorts of music, you know, you know the sort of thing I'm talking like about. Trap and, like trap yeah, and SoundCloud yeah. rapping and things like that. Those sorts of things. A lot of talk about depression and medicating with Xanax and things like that. And oh, man. Self-medicating. And there's a lot of, there's something that I see that I don't know if I think is fair, but personally I think there's a little bit of deliberately wanting to be they're in glamorizing it. It's, it's, in a lot it's, of ways, I don't yeah. think it's necessarily that they're glamorizing it, but I do see that people almost want to, people, people do have mental health issues. And I've had them in a, from a completely different generation to yours, yeah. and it, it was dealt with in a completely different way. I know some people have had counselling before, and they've had bad counselling, and then they go to a situation then later in life and go, no way am I doing counselling again, because it's ish, and it doesn't mm. work for me. But the reality is, is that anyone who's going through mental health issues, I would encourage to continue to try counselling mm until you find someone that it you works with. you just got to keep going until you meet someone at work. It's just yeah. like tattooists. There's good tattooists and there's bad tattooists. And if you have a bad experience with a tattooist, that shouldn't mean that you then forever just assume every tattooist is bad. Yeah, yeah. Because that's, that's not the case. Yeah. So what was it that made you break that cycle? Um, well, it, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I was... I'd managed to start losing weight before I'd managed to quit drugs, like hard drugs. Um, and I know that I had a bit to play in it, you know, I wasn't eating because I was high all the time. Um, but, and then I did actually sort of change my diet and change what I was putting into my body as well because it made me think about that. I took a little bit off and then I thought oh, I could get more off, you know? Yeah. I could so keep you started this up. getting some sort of pride in yourself yeah, that you had, a bit had of in a like, Yeah, a bit of self-pride. Um, I started eating better, um, but I was still taking ketamine every single day. Um, One step at a time. Yeah, right. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed this. If you did, please do all of the good things like like and subscribe and leave a review. It means a lot if you do. But most importantly, share it around. Tell people about this podcast. That's the only way it's going to grow. 
Thanks very much. Have a nice day.